This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. CliffCentral.com. This is Friday morning. This is Sex Talk. This is Unradio. This is Unscripted. And I have to tell you, this is really uncensored because Charlie already tried to deep throat the mic. <laughs> and make us girls <laughs> laugh, say, ha, open those jaws, but. So that would be really how. interesting. How <laughs> much can you actually get in your mouth? How wide can you open? Do you want to know the secret for that, by the way? Two secrets yes. for making more space. Super chomp. The first one is drop your lower jaw like you're catching flies. Like uh-huh. a duh. And the second one is push your tongue down. Because as soon as you push your tongue down, like, like when you go to the doctor and they put the stick uh, in your mouth, so go, yeah. uh, and that makes more space in your mouth. Mm, for deep. There we go. Sex tip of the day. So those little sticks they use, they call R sticks. R st- yeah. Because yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah. they come from the proto- Proctologist. Yes. <laughs> Not the same sticks, though. They use new ones because it's disgusting. Well, 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 depending depend- on your fetish. Yeah, yeah how exactly. Do you know? Yeah, how do I know? Maybe that's what you like. It depends which GP you mm, go to. It's not the wooden ones because there's like, yeah, anyway. Okay, like I said, absolutely uncensored, and already we are down in the sewer and the gutter. I didn't start it. <laughs> just, just want to mention, Jint. I didn't start it. Yes, Charlotte, thanks. So, Bye-bye sitting here is Tamar. Hi, how are you? Charles. Hello. And Minx Magic. Hi. Now, you have to talk a bit louder than that. Louder, is this better? That's better. Mm-hmm. You can be sexy voiced, but you have to Well, she is sexy voice. So, here we go. <laughs> Sex talk. Um, WhatsApp us zero seven nine. If you dare, seven four eight two zero nine zero. Yeah, if you dare this morning, because this panel. Somebody, my, I have a friend. Everybody has a friend, of you course, know. I love that course. when I get questions. I'm asking for my sister. Sure. She has a problem. Mm-hmm. So I have a friend who said we should put a disclaimer at the beginning of the show, <laughs> saying we take no responsibility for what anybody says, and it is not. Our perspective. As Gareth says, there's a show for everybody, but you're so, going to all tune in, so it's fine. There we go. That's it. Yeah, there we go. Very, very clever friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One friends. of them is the reason for this show this morning that I will explain to you shortly. Hmm. But first, let's see if anybody is smart at all. Uh, is that all on? Smart yes. and dirty. Chocolate starfish. Twitter bag. Calipogeon. Today's dirty dictionary word is hand to gland. Dirty dictionary word. Hand to gland. Any clues? Hand to gland. Wow, well, has to be aggressive. I I'm not looking at you, so sorry. You don't I talk. was looking. Sorry. So, just to clarify, is this a word or a phrase? It's a phrase. Uh, not a word. No, it's a okay, phrase. So, so, so it's a, a dirty dictionary phrase. phrase. Okay, okay. 
And I was just talking to John Flismus outside, and John said it's good that you're putting the dick back in dictionary. Mm. Yeah. That's mm. true. You see. Okay, hand to gland. Hand to gland, sure. Wow, if I had to take a guess, I would say masturbation. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of on the right track, but it's this is very specific. Very specific. Very, very specific. Hmm. Hand to gland. Shh. Fronting balls. Okay, I'll come back to that one. My initial thought went also to 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 masturbation because it's the obvious one. But I'm thinking that it might be prostrate um, massage. That was my other thought. No, you're off track. No, but that sounds so right. Off track. Okay, down the wrong alley. Yeah, up the wrong alley. C colon enter. (laughs) (laughs) Tomorrow, hand to gland. It's uh, it just sounds it sounds aggressive. It sounds like the hand is grabbing some kind of gland. So I don't know. You're kind of on the right track. So WhatsApp us zero seven nine seven four eight two zero nine zero. Think, tell us what you think hand to gland is. I'm having difficulty with pronouncing, and I have not taken ayahuasca. <laughs> this morning, so uh, this morning, okay, just great this morning. Interview <laughs> with clarification. Listen to the podcast from Gareth's show. Um, really cool interview on my ayahuasca experience. Very different box for me to sit in. I have to tell you, really yeah. cool. Yeah, very different definition of me, which is pretty cool. Because that's always interesting that people think. A lot of people think all I do is related to sex, but I have this life that involves. All sorts of things. Mm. So you sit in a lot of boxes, is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. No, one. <laughs> one. Why one? Because there's one that's just the most beautiful, amazing. That's all. Ah, uh, okay. So you don't all. need. He's, you don't need. He's just many, a glowing person. You that's you what he is. You don't need many need lovers. One. You just need one great one. Yeah. yeah. There we go. So. We were sitting, Charles and I, and our respective spouses and connected others and things and friends on Sunday afternoon on the couch outside. And as we do, our minds were ranging all over the place and we got into some very deep and serious and interesting conversations. Hmm. And my friend Charles brought up the topic of elephants. Elephants? Elephants. The elephants that we do not talk about, Ah. the elephants in the room. And when you don't talk about them, they hide in the jungle and they hide in the bush and they multiply and they grow and then they stampede. And if you're in the way of the stampede, you get fucking trampled to death. Mm. By your own elephants. Of course, because the elephants are always yours. Mm. Your elephants are yours. Mm. And they'll crush you. They will crush you. They will break you. They will destroy you. They will mangle you. But if you are willing to talk to the elephant, elephants become your friends. And elephants become the most amazing places of possibility. So my friend Nathan, Ayahuasca Nathan, has his own version of the elephants. And his version of the elephants is the wolf. Okay. That the wolf chases you and the wolf chases you and the wolf until you turn around and you face the wolf. So the wolf and the elephant, good friends. Very good friends. So I thought, let's talk about the elephants of sex and relationship. The things we don't talk about. Do you have any? Of course. Everybody does. 
Hmm. We all have them. We all have them. We all have them. They started. They started at a very minuscule level. Actually, hmm. sometimes they 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 they're sometimes very subtle things that you choose not to say to your hmm. partner. Um, things that okay. you because you're scared of repercussion or because of judgment. Of, of, of you're scared of judgment or you're scared of just upsetting the status quo. Or whatever they yeah. It's a small thing that you think you can let go because it's sure it's a small really thing. Yeah, right now. but it does fester, and ultimately, it, it you know if you, you've really got to eat that elephant in small chunks. <laughs> are you going to eat it? Well, I have to tell you what came out of our conversation. Okay, so we are launching this soon. Yes, we are launching a new blog called Eating Elephants. Eating elephants is looking at all of the issues consciously, honestly, and not only sexually and in relationship. But we're getting a whole lot of contributors um, about food, about consciousness, about life, about drugs, about books, about anything. Eating the elephants. Love it. It's really about enlightenment at the end of the day. It's about just living a life free of... um, the illusions that are put in front of us as humans, actually seeing through the illusions and, yeah. and actually understanding what where they come from and what they are, what yeah. they're presenting, getting beyond that. And the elephants do start out as small, but they grow mm. and they multiply because they get connected to so many different things. And the simple truth is we all have them. So, you know, there's a thing about enlightenment that people think, okay, so you're enlightened and all of a sudden you are ultimately very happy. And to quote, I think, I'm pretty sure it was Sadhguru said, enlightenment has nothing to do with happiness. It's about dropping the illusions and seeing what is. The second thing is, the more that you know, the more tools you have to deal with the elephants. That's the thing. The mm. elephants do not go away. In fact, sometimes they become even bigger because sometimes the more you know, the more you see and the more ah, so. emerges. So it's having the tools to deal with them and then using them. What are you are you breaking the furniture? I'm playing. He's the child in the <laughs> class that was just always not comfortable and throwing things and totally like I don't know. So, so we need we need to ask um what was her name, Mistress Cleo, to come bring some toys for you to play. With. Oh, definitely a few you bad plugs <laughs> and you're going to sit very still. You can't position me between two beautiful women. And Why definitely you can? Play. Well, then play with <laughs> them. <laughs> then play just with do them. It quietly. <laughs> no, this is radio. You oh, can't okay. do it quietly. Oh, we want to hear yeah. noise. Noises. And just the day I got pants. Okay. So, I've got an interesting question for you. Okay, we had this discussion last week. Yes, yeah. I was there, and I kind of, I kind of stirred the pot a little bit, wooden spoon and all. As and you I, do, as, as I do, as you do, I do. I have no filter. Um, if there is a pot, you will find it and you will stir I it. Will stir it, yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> shit in it. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a filterless beast. I've been told. Filterless um, beast. <laughs> 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 okay, so. <clears throat> So I'm curious to know how your week has changed, how it might have been and how it has been since that discussion Mm. on Sunday. Okay. Mm. So what's interesting is Shanti and I generally communicate really well and really openly, but we have elephants like everybody else does, absolute Mm. given. And in this week, we have definitely been prompted to communicate more openly and more honestly. There is no question of that. So it was of real value. Um, to express certain things about ourselves and our relationship. No question. And it's brought a 
a deep level of, of openness between us. Almost and, another layer. Yeah, and, and a definite deepening of, of, of intimacy. No question of that. Fabulous. Two things are interesting. One, other people in your life noticed it or you noticed other, like with your daughter, other friends, patients. Did you feel any change? Well, at the moment, there's enormous change in me and in my mm. life, but it's not only triggered by that. It's been triggered, firstly, a lot of my thinking has been changed because of, of these ayahuasca journeys, which sure. has really opened and shifted my thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been looking at some very interesting YouTube stuff. We've been having very interesting discussions and experiences, and all of it is mixing together in this, in, in particularly in my practice, it's become incredibly so much deeper. The insights are enormous. Um, wow. um, I've uh, noticed a very specific change in, in you, in your persona, in the energy that you And the thing is that if you have a subtle change in how you feel, your response to other people is, is different as well. Mm. And their response back to you is different. So mm. there's this um, exponential effect that happens, but it has to start somewhere. It has to start internally. It mm. has to start with you. It normally starts with the recognition of what needs to change and then putting it into action. And I always find when I make a conscious decision to change any small thing, whether it be how I react or respond or communicate, I find it has a knock-on effect into all the areas of my life, into all my relationships and connections, whether it's with my kids or whoever. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to talk about two words that you said, which are really important, react and respond. So most of us react. It's like a reflex. Somebody hits your knee, your leg goes up. It's a reaction. Reaction is a pattern. You've been doing the same thing in the same way for however long you've been doing it. It's simply a pattern. And it's often built on the need to defend ourselves because it's difficult to face or to hear or to acknowledge that you may not have all the answers or that you could be wrong. So we react in a way to deflect that. And response is a choice. Response, yes, is underneath the reaction. I I often say to people... What you do first is not always how you think. It's that learned response. So, Now, that's another interesting point and, that and you bring up. You go, when, you, when you step back from that, from that learned response, and then you think, actually, how do I really feel about this? Mm. What is my real conscious thought? So not the reaction or the response we've been taught to do through however we've been raised. When we go underneath that, that's how we really feel. And I think you know, the part of reaction is most of us listen to respond. We don't listen to hear. Yeah, absolutely. So we're already formulating our answer while the other person's speaking mm. instead of taking the time to mm. take so on what they're saying, ponder it a while, and then respond from mm. a place of, from your soul, not just from those triggered surface responses. Mm. So there are, two, there are two things that arose out of what you just said. I agree with everything there. Okay. The, the, the first thing is that I think a lot of the elephants that become elephants are, are there because we're scared to address them. We're scared to, as I say earlier, uh, we're scared of the reproach, mm. of the reaction, of the, etc. Uh, et, et um, and the second thing is that one of my favorite thinkers at the moment, uh, modern thinkers, is a guy called Tom Chi. We've had this discussion mm. many times. You actually mentioned him this morning on your on, on your earlier interview as well. Um, he he talks about the the, the the thing that that knowledge is the is 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 the enemy of learning. And if you put yourself in that position where you think you know everything, you react, as you say, from a position of knowledge, you think you know, 
Therefore, you're not open to learning. Now, the biggest danger of this is that if you know and know and know, eventually you become an expert, and that's terrible because that means you're not open to learning at all. Yeah. Okay, so if you really want to, if you want something to go horribly wrong, ask an expert to do it. <laughs> <coughs> um, but it's, it's, a, it's just this really interesting concept that if you're – the way you go about things, you think you know your partner, so you react to that partner from your position of knowledge. Okay, whereas if you opened yourself up to discussion, if you opened yourself up to the the the, the things that that are making them act in the way that mm. they act, and you learn from that process, it can be a very very different outcome. But I do think it's really important that you need to have almost a formal time when you can put aside your knowledge and say, "I'm now in a space of learning," mm. and at the same time you can say. Um, I'm now in a space of I'm, I'm able to accept what you're about to tell me without judging you for it and without responding to you without responding to it. I can take it in intellectually. I can try and understand where it's coming from. I can try and understand what it is that's, uh, th- that you're talking to me about and I can learn from that process. And you, you need to obviously reciprocate with your partner. It's not a one-way street. It has to happen both no. ways. But there has to be that, that white time, if you want, that time where there is no no possibility of repercussion from whatever it is yeah. that you're going to say. You actually have to make that time available. Mm, safe space. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you a few things about that. The first is it just struck me now. It was a learning moment. Oh. <laughs> Knowledge we think of as an expansive place. It's actually often a very contractive space mm. because if we're coming from what we know, that's a, often a contraction. Yeah. Second thing is there's a part of our brain – some new research has come out called the default motor network. Default motor network is simply our patterns. It's not present when we're busy because we're doing other things, other parts of the brain engaged. As soon as we stop, we go into all our internal patterns. Relationship becomes one of those. Next thing is, and this is so much of the work that we do, especially with couples, is teaching them how to communicate in a way that allows that kind of, of conversation because we don't know how to. We don't have the tools to do that. We don't know what we want from a communication. We don't know how to reflect that back. So we just go into defense or attack. Um, so there is, it's up on our YouTube channel, our communication talk. Yes? Yeah. Yes. So go to Eros Life. What's it? Eros Life SA on YouTube. Yeah. Go to Eros Life SA. Look for communication. It's there, and you will learn. So let's get into sexual elephants, <laughs> like viscerally, with a full arm vet's glove and lots of lube. We're checking it inside out. There we go. Let's you know go what? In. I think I think you can start really at 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 expectation and desires. Now, a lot of people might fantasize, let's say, about a threesome as an example, but they won't address the issue of a threesome mm. with their partner because they assume that their partner doesn't won't, won't respond mm. in, the, in, a, in a positive yeah. way to it. As an example, that's just – one tends to assume what the morality of your partner is. You Sh- tend to assume sure. what yeah. they will or won't or find. Won't. But for most men, it's <clears> kind <throat> of the first fantasy. Is a threesome with you and your best friend or you and, and whatever porn star or, you know, wearing nurses' uniforms or whatever you want. Um, interesting thing is most men can't fully satisfy one woman, so what are they going to do with two? And <laughs> then that's, that's why the other woman is there. Yeah. And then, and then when you come along and you say, okay, so I'm willing to do that, but then can we do that the other way around with you and another guy? And immediately it's? Oh, no. 
Of course, my love. Oh, only in my house. Okay, sorry. Well, I don't look Lucky particularly you. good in a nurse's uniform. Um, but yeah. Have you tried? <laughs> Have you tried putting a nurse uniform on you? I think they will turn me on. I can't get the little hat to stay on my head. <laughs> don't worry, I'll get you one. Maybe to be a chef. Chef hat. But we do get, and our yeah. fantasies, a lot of our fantasies sit in that realm of elephants that we don't talk about them. And as Galen Fuss says, um, there's a level of, of inauthenticity in that. True. And it doesn't mean that every fantasy is going to be expressed and enjoyed because a lot of them are just way too extreme. And that's the point of fantasy. The point of fantasy is to keep it in the my ear, is to yeah. keep, keep it out of the physical, keep it in that in that um, intellectual well, space. I don't know about always. Well, fan, fan, fantasy, fantasy. fantasy I'm talking about. Okay. So most fantasies, when you actually get to live them through, they take on a completely different demeanor um, yeah. in, in the physical play out of it. Um, in the actual fantasy space, it can be whatever you want it to be. The, 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 the gun, the knight on the white horse can be as big or as small, as, as wide or as tall as you want him to and be. And you're just talking about the cock. Well, <laughs> <laughs> big, small. Anyway. I was thinking of a, a more of a filly, but anyway. yeah. <laughs> yeah. White horse is my kind of thing. But, but, but Charlie, I, I want to, I want to ask you a question there. Fantasy can be, an elephant, but then it might become after you actually communicate about it, it actually becomes a, a journey. Mouse. Yeah, through, yeah through, a mouse. Through communication, it can become, it can take on a whole new life of its own, but that doesn't still mean that you actually have to create a reality out of mm -hmm. that fantasy because as soon as you On create a reality I, yeah, out of the I fantasy it changes the profile of it completely also because yeah. the longer you fantasize about something in your own head you build it up expectations come into it and from my experience any time you enter into any situation with any other person with expectations on board it's going to mess up because you cannot most people cannot effectively communicate their expectations and they forget to yeah. take into consideration that the other person has their needs, their boundaries. Yeah. So the biggest thing with opinions. fantasy is specificity. Hmm. That is the big word, specificity. Which means if you are going to share and bring a fantasy into reality, every detail has to be so specific for it to be satisfying. Because the fantasy is often in the detail, mm. in, in a particular sentence, in a posture, in a the, something. A nuance. Yeah. And it's not, it's not always kind of the bigger picture of, I want to have a threesome. But it's something. There's an aspect of that. There's what somebody says. There's the way that they say it. There's a body posture. That's the power. And that means you have to communicate that so clearly. Now I'll add to that that my surrender into love with my partner was because he carried himself so proudly when it came to his accuracy of his fantasies and who he is. He wasn't ashamed. He wasn't apologetic. He wasn't afraid. He was very, from the beginning, first few dates, this is who I am. This is what I love. Do you like the same things? Do you not? And I, I must be honest, a key for me was I was repulsed many times. I was afraid. I was shocked. He managed to shock me, which is, what? you can, yeah. But I was, I was so amazed by his honesty. That's exactly going back to you, Charlie, what you said. He wasn't ashamed of who he is. But also he's not brought up with the, with the mentality that our local, our local population is. Okay. We, we, we have, from a very early age, we yeah, have we I, have I hear you. we have shame, we have um, distaste associated with sexuality and specifically enjoyment. 
Okay. But you, that's why I'm giving a key. I'm giving a, a key that if a person can find in himself the sure. place of not being ashamed of himself. I'm that, saying yeah. in, in general, like Europeans, for instance, have a great, much greater, they're much far more in touch with their own sexuality and their sensuality than, than South Africans are in True. general. Okay, it's a great generalization. But the mindset dictates what you're able to express and what you're not able to express. I think a lot of people locally go into sex, okay, in a position of knowledge and not in a position of learning. And okay, I think that that's what you. fucks everything up, True. is mm. that you bring to the party what you think you know. And what you think you know will will please the other person to some extent. Most of it's about pleasing yourself, really. Sure. Okay. Um, and you're not prepared to learn. And it, it's the same thing we're talking about now. That concept of knowledge being the the the, the enemy of, of of learning and learning being the enemy of knowledge comes in everywhere. Even in tantra, you see people. I, how many times we saw people coming in? I know sensual massage. I know how yeah, to make you squirt. We had that a little squirts. while ago. We 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 did a show on on. What happens when when bondage falls apart? Yeah, and there was one way, and this is the way, and this is the right way, um, and that's what happens. Um, and I love days because often now in our mornings in my office, where before I start a day, the question in my mind is, what can I learn today? Mm. So stop being a teacher and be a learner, and then you really start learning. Beautiful, and that's amazing. Um, this incredible exploration and as you say it goes into every aspect of life and it's one of the things that i love and talk so much about in conscious sexuality is how our sexuality is connected to every part of our life and how every aspect of ourselves is connected to our sexuality when you can start freeing your sexual energy but with awareness that's when you can bring it into everything else that you do but you have to be conscious of the experiences and the lessons then you can take them there and bring them out of this little box of, of shadow and guilt and shame and embarrassment and put them on the table to see. I think there's also an element of self-acceptance because when you are secure within yourself about your sexuality, about who you are, about what you enjoy, what you don't, with your body, you're comfortable, you no longer need the external validation from anybody else. And that's when you can approach things, like Tamar said, by saying, so this is who I am. You cannot shame me by that because the only way we can be shamed is if we allow those hurtful comments to land as a target yeah, on us it all comes to shame us. from and with us. So mm. it, it has to start within you. When mm. you are confident within yourself, when you know what you like, that, what you don't like, how you want to do relationships, how you prefer to communicate, what, in whatever sphere it may be, when you are comfortable and you can acknowledge where you are at that moment in your journey – you don't take on other people's shit. Hmm. You, yeah, but how you're do you, very yeah. aware. It's a very long journey. It is. It is. But I think it starts with turning and facing those elephants mm. and looking them in the eye and say, I see you and I acknowledge you, which drops the charge almost immediately. And then we're able to say, right, so I see the elephant. I know what it is. I've acknowledged it. I've acknowledged my part in it. Bring now yours. What can we do? With we it? can meet. Without that shame and guilt yeah. because each of us are secure in who we are. And it doesn't happen in five minutes. And, and no. It's okay. really important to understand that, that it's a journey. You know, even we were talking this morning about ayahuasca. People have often an expectation that you're going to go and have one experience and everything is Voila. going to be healed and fine. And ch It's not like that. It opens doors to work. 
And I have the same thing. People phone me with this list of all of these sexual problems, and they say, so I want to come have a yoni massage, and the expectation is that's going to fix all of this stuff. A lifetime of patterning and a lifetime of negative experiences and beliefs and all of these things, and in an hour, it's all going to go away. It's not because of the beliefs that we have. In theory, it's possible that it could all go away in an hour. But we hold on to what we have got with every little bit that we have. And I'll tell you something interesting and tell me what you guys think about this. The paradox, and it's one of my new big things, there's this paradox of being human. Okay. And I love it. The paradox is biologically we are designed to hold on. We are designed to hold on to life from the moment we are born. We cling to life. That makes letting go hard for us because we're stuck in that paradox. Okay. That there's a biological urge to hold on to everything. Um, but the soul wants to grow, which uh, means you have to let go of things. Mm. What do you guys think about that? I often wonder if intellect is actually a gift or a curse. Mm. <laughs> okay, because we're, we're the only species on our planet anyway that, that, that really takes ourselves so seriously, that mm, believes true. that we have this... This um, greater purpose is greater. Maybe all our purpose is to, is, is to be fodder for <laughs> for the next species that like Absolutely. inhabits the earth. But this, this this point of intellect and ego and stuff it makes us believe that we're so much more. And we, you mm. know, uh, is it a is it really good for us as as, as animals or is it? Uh, well, you know that saying, "Ignorance is bliss." It <laughs> is so true. Yeah. But once you've woken up. You cannot go back. Yeah. You can't unsee what you see. No. You can't unhear what you hear. No. I think it might have been Einstein who said. But you uh, can unknow what you think you know. Of course you can, <laughs> and that's, okay, that, so that is the yeah. beauty. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> that is the beauty of the human paradox. Yeah. I think that you can unlearn old patterns. Definitely. And you can be determined to change how you respond. You can change how you communicate, and we have the ability to learn from each other if we are humble mm. enough to not feel like experts, even about mm. ourselves. And that's how we grow. I think we change. It might have been Einstein who said this, and I could be wrong as well, um, that a mind that has been expanded can never go back to its original boundaries. I like that. We'll have to Google and see. Doesn't really matter, okay. but it's a smart saying. It's, it's true that you, you are in a position that the instinct will be to hold on. Mm. The instinct will be not even... When my father describes the fact that he got out of depression, he says, I still see that depression behind a glass door. So it's there. I'm just not swimming in it at the moment. Mm. I know it. I've already been there. So that's something also regarding patterns, things you were afraid of, and your box. Yeah, well, who we are be- yeah. is part of us. Um, but you the can power just elevate. Give it. Yeah. Um, we are very. We we don't believe we can change. A lot of people don't. Well, that's a huge thing. And you know, there's a fascinating guy called Bernie Siegel. He is a cancer surgeon in America, and he was one of the first doctors to start using alternative and complementary health work with what he was doing to support that. And he wrote a fascinating book called Love, Medicine, and Miracles. And one of the theories that he postulates, another nice big word in the book, is that. Our self-definition has to change for us to let go of certain things. So his context was cancer. Once you become diagnosed as a cancer patient, that becomes your self-definition, and it's kind of all-consuming. If you can let that go, you can heal. So we have to be able to let go of things that we have 
that define us. Yeah, whatever they may be. Whatever and we think we know, we need to look further. That's it. I mean, we, we, we tend to also see ourselves as these, as these self-contained units of being, of existence. Yeah. But all we really are energy fields, and we need to yeah. be open to be responsive to other energy mm. fields. Mm. And those energy fields come in all sorts of different ways. Some of them are other people. Some of them are just noise. There's there's noise energy. There's mm. there's heat energy. There's sexual energy. There's emotional energy. There's intellectual energy. There are all these different things. But you really have to be open to accepting new avenues of energy. Yeah, and you have to let that let some of that go. But there's something further in that that's really important, and it's the understanding that everything that is in our lives serves a purpose. We are giving it something, and it is giving us something. So when you have a pain on any level, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, sexual, when you have a limitation, when you have a withhold, a shame, a guilt, an embarrassment, um, an insecurity, you are getting something from it as well as it giving you something. And that becomes really important. And I had a really big learning this week, and it was about forgiveness. So, here's how all of this works. We tend to think that forgiveness is about when you've done something wrong, you apologize. Somebody's done something wrong to you, you redress it in some way, you apologize. I came to see forgiveness differently. Forgiveness is bringing our energy back to ourselves, the places we have left it. The people we have left it with, the hurts, the shames, all of that stuff is where we have left parts of ourselves. When you start to bring that back, that's when you start to see what you give and what you get from those pains and those limitations that you have. That's when you can let it go. And as I'm talking, what comes out at the bottom of one of these things is we are more scared of the power and the possibility that we have than of our guilts, our shames, our hurts, our embarrassments, our all of those. Which we swim at and constantly. we are quite happy for them to stay there because when we drop those, we have to fucking step up to a very different kind of life. And I'll share two things with you. There was a woman I've been working with over a while, and she has created a relationship that is so different from everything else. And she sat in my office this week and said, I have no idea of how to do this because it is so different. And on the one hand, it's so scary. And on the one hand, it's so exciting because I never had to do it in this way before. But she's become aware of that she has to be conscious of every little thing that she's saying and doing in this, that it is so different. Second thing is, here is your healing exercise of the week so this week we will have this up on our site quite soon is it's a the most beautiful forgiveness process um, and it's incredibly powerful if you've ever done progressive body relaxation then you'll kind of understand it so progressive body relaxation you start with your toes you relax your toes you relax your feet your ankles you go through your body and if you've never done it before, there is so much out there. Look on YouTube, you'll find progressive body relaxation. You do something similar, but you forgive each part of your body as you hmm. go through it. I forgive my toes, I forgive my feet, I forgive my ankles. And you will be amazed at what comes up where. Mm. If you do that for three weeks, 
things in your life will change, and I would love to hear your experience with it. So this fascinating. I absolutely love the the concept of forgiveness being the return of your energy. The the whole idea of like letting your energy go to another person or to another process or whatever, and actually bringing it back to yourself. I think that's phenomenal. Yeah, and there's something when John, you said we actually. We, we're not leaking, but when we put our energy on the person that we are trying to forgive, instead of bringing it we back, we are leaking. All we the are time. leaking. Yeah. So because that's another way. We're leaking because we leave that there. We leave ourselves there. We leave ourselves in the past. We don't bring ourselves into being present. So we leave ourselves into that happened when I was 18. So that's where I am, and I'm living from there. I'm not living from now. I'm living from the insecurity of that because she rejected me then. I'm living from that. So those elephants are actually so linked to so many things that happened to us in the past, how we were raised as conservative or as no structure in our lives or whatever the case was. And when you actually look to the elephants, it's an opportunity to just actually start looking at yourself. So everything is that opportunity. Yeah, I understand. But it sounds like it's a very... It's a very potent it is. remedy. Elephants are potent. Elephant energy. Look at the size of an elephant. Look it, what an elephant can it do. It is huge. It's potent. So what are the elephants that we have in our lives? Pick, start a list and you'll get there. Uh. So, so sexually, lack of communication is a huge one. Lack of fulfillment is a huge one. The same goes for relationship. You were about to say something or you're just kind of getting ready to I'm deep throat the microphone. <laughs> I could try. <laughs> I'm sure I could. <laughs> so you get lipstick on, and Gareth's going to be really upset. That's the oh only dear. problem. <laughs> All right, I'll wipe it off. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you talk about sexual elephants in the room, because what I have seen at some of the play parties is you will find a new couple that comes in, and they come with certain expectations of how things are going to be, and then even though they have may have discussed their boundaries in terms of what they are prepared to participate in. Suddenly, one of them just kind of takes off and it evolves faster than either of them can handle, and suddenly there's issues. And especially from my perspective as the quintessential unicorn, I'm often approached by couples who want to interact with me. Now, let's go back a step and explain what a unicorn is. What a unicorn is. A unicorn is magical as fuck. (laughs) In terms of of the. Sexual realm, a unicorn is defined as, this is the textbook definition, a hot bi babe who will enjoy being with both a man and a woman and who is literally just there for both of their fun and enjoyment but can be put away when neither of them wants her around anymore. So the unicorn. Is that the definition? It really is. <laughs> for years I didn't understand it. Yeah, it is. So, so essentially it's, it's intended to be somebody who's, who's there for their enjoyment and essentially not for hers. Ah. Some women are empowered enough to be like, all right, I can step into that space because it's fun for me too. Because it's hmm. quite pleasant to be involved with people and not have to deal with all the angst and the elephants of the relationship. Yes. You can step away when you're like, okay, tap out. <laughs> so that can be fun as well. And obviously the unicorn sense has evolved from that. And the reason the unicorn, because it's mythical, it's magical, it's hard to find this woman who's going to come in and just be your sex, toy. sex toy and then go away when... You don't want to around or when there's feelings that come up. But what, so to get back to the point, what, what I've often seen is that suddenly there are issues. So a woman will say to her husband, kiss her. 
Yeah. And then freak out when he seems to enjoy it too much. Yeah. So that's, that's already now coming, now coming the motivations of the elephant. Correct. <laughs> and then I, I, in fact, I've often said to, I've often said to couples that I see in the situation, I've said to them, this needs to stop. You mm. need to go and communicate because mm. there is an issue here that is underlying. Mm. And you need to go and solve it. You need yeah. to fix it. And I have seen where, where, where some couples will go, Actually, you know, you're right. We need to go and talk mm. about it. And I've seen in other instances where they fight, and I've seen in instances where they storm off and go do their own thing, which leads to more problems. Yeah. It's, I'm fascinated and, by how people and, respond to and things. And that's why I keep saying to people who want to go and play with other people, get, sit with somebody who really understands things, sit with a mentor. But the same thing, you want to go and explore bondage you want to go and explore anything anything sit and it's another it's a new thing that we are putting up on eros life website that should be ready in about a week or so which is we're calling it opening lines see we sat on sunday afternoon and we had this world happen which was so beautiful so opening lines and it was actually triggered by um by Cebu on the show last week he made a statement black women don't do anal yeah. That was her statement. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of triggered by that. But over the years, we've had, like we had with Galen, we did an interview, first conversations about bondage. And this is going to be a guide to start exploring that. So you want to go start exploring at a play party or with others. This is what you need to do before that. How do you start the conversation, which is really important. And if you're going to go do that stuff, you need to sit with somebody. You need a mentor. You need somebody who's being yes. in that lifestyle, who understands it. Yes. To make it a successful, whatever that means, experience. That's not about whether you do or you don't have sex with someone else, whether you just watch. It doesn't matter yeah, what I mean, it is. It can be anything. It can even be stripping the shame from yourself as an individual and coming to a knowledge of your own sexuality yeah, and, and acceptance of what you like. Being in the environment. Having somebody who can guide you is invaluable. It's so, so important. And Otherwise, we don't, we don't have in, tools. We, we really don't. Well, we don't. And I realized that this week. I sat with a guy who said... The most fascinating thing is we are expected to get married and know how to be good lovers. Yes. We're expected to get married and have good relationships. We're expected to know what it is to be a husband and a father and a man and a woman and a wife. And we have no tools for this whatsoever. Absolutely. In fact, I think I come to understand our society actually doesn't want us to have those tools and makes them so hard to find. Confused. Fumbling in, in the dark. In fact, if you look historically, okay, the, the, the construct of marriage has, has taken on a whole new meaning mm. in modern society to what it was actually originally meant for. If you go right back to the, the, the origins of the history of man, man was a hunter-gatherer. So as a hunter-gatherer, there were certain um, things that a tribe would have to take care of to feed the family and to, sure. and to ensure mm-hmm. longevity and growth. And then at some point in time, we moved into the into – the, um, into the field of becoming agriculturalists, where yes. we're now growing things instead of hunting and gathering. Mm-hmm. And as as somebody that's going to invest a lifetime in growing in a particular area, I need a partnership with somebody that can help me grow and that can take and can take responsibility for the area. It had nothing to do with love, sex, or anything like that. That's However, true. the only thing it did have to do was to ensure the succession of the of the. Of, of, of the species Having babies You need to have babies Okay so it was a matter of um, Creating the space where Now originally um, In the very early cultures The king of the area Would, would be allowed a, a, a massive number of wives Like 50 wives mm-hmm. And maybe his court His court members Would be allowed 30 wives And the guys below him Would be allowed 20 wives And ultimately 
um, the peasants in the street had a, a lot of difficulty procreating because they couldn't find women to procreate with because all the women were taken up. There's a lot of sense to that because it means so does that, that, that mean they procreated with the sheep. Well, well that's a the <laughs> idea of obviously to, to, to that's to, how unicorn comes. The, the, the idea was to obviously create almost a natural selection where. The, the the power of the nation was what procreated, and the 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 peasants of the nation weren't really given the opportunity mm. to procreate. So marriage was introduced as well as a as a construct as, as a construct to create the ability for the average peasant to have a wife with whom he could procreate. That's beyond mind boggling, <laughs> and it, it wasn't <laughs> even so that. True. It was also so that they could determine who's with the who. the the paternity of the children from that. Union, so that they could pass down what they owned. Sure, it's ownership yeah. of their ownership. farm again. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's to make so sure exactly. it stays in the family. So yes. this whole idea of love and marriage and, and everything. And then I mean, the religion came along and, and, religion fucked, it came up. and fucked it up. Exactly. No, and then, yeah, and then you to add to that, you should feel really, really bad if you want to do anything or just be. So okay. that's basically it. Because and you're then, supposed to and be. And then there's even shameful. more because whether you put our our origin as creation or. Um, Development, um, part of that is this amazing array of pleasure nerves inside of us and this amazing fascination with genitals and putting things in things and <laughs> licking things and touching things and smelling things and, and kissing things and pleasure. And it's again this beautiful paradox of being human. Uh, John D., when you sit in the clinic, do you see, because do you see that, that iceberg? <laughs> When somebody comes and says, I can't have orgasms or I'm not attracted to my husband anymore. These little tips of the icebergs. How do you make them look back inside their soul and understand that that's not really the problem? That's the process. It doesn't happen in five minutes. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't. It's life. And we need to understand this about healing because we have been so conditioned by um, – by what? By the the Everything? drug companies um, and and the medical fraternity, for want of a better word. And there are a lot of good doctors out there, and they do a lot of amazing work. Absolutely. But there's this enormous thing of take a pill and everything's going to be better. Instead wow. of understanding, it's a process. Watch porn. Things take time, and porn's the same thing. Porn's this like instant gratification. Instant. Come, have there's an a orgasm. Str- there's a strong. A theory amongst most healers that I know, true healers. I'm not talking about necessarily mm. people that practice medicine, but true healers. That that in fact nobody can heal you. You have to heal, heal yourself. yourself. And that it starts into all they can do is put you on a on a path, and they can hold space, and they can guide you in a process. But ultimately, you have to heal yourself. Yeah, I don't heal. Yeah, anybody. People come and say, "I want healing." Like, no, you do your work. <laughs> I'll help you. I'll teach you some things. We'll move some energy out the way. But you're going to do the work. The emotional labor has to lie with you Nobody when you can start facing those elephants. So when you're able to acknowledge that, yes, I respond with um, passive-aggressive statements as mm. my go-to, or yes, I am a jealous person, or yes, I want freedom but my partner can't have it. Once you begin to acknowledge those elephants of yourself is where the healing can begin because Absolutely. suddenly you're, you're able to acknowledge this is my default this is what I want to be. Yeah. How do I change and my you, behavior? And your relationship and your pleasure is about you. Yes. You know, a lot of couples come and see me because the relationship is in trouble. And I sit there and I say, I am not going to fix your relationship. Firstly, I'm not a marriage counselor. 
Secondly, I don't have a vested interest in fixing marriages because quite a lot of them should be taken out and shot and celebrated <laughs> with a party. Agreed. Um, no question of that. If you can change something in yourself, if your partner can change something in themselves, then what's between you can be different. Until then, you cannot. There are all these really interestingly dressed people outside the window. It's like a fantasy sex party. No, it's like like a harem because they're wearing like Eastern traditional beautiful stuff. I think it's the court of King Kereticus. Yeah, it might be. Um, Addressing the... Okay, so so the the point is get a mentor, get a healer, get a six... Sex guru and get a life. Get a life. <laughs> I think you also need to be kind to yourself. You it's do. not just your life, life's worth of conditioning you're undoing. It's that's really important. It's all of human developments conditioning. Mm. So be yeah. kind to yourself and give and yourself a break. Uh, yeah, and be gentle on a healing journey. It takes time and spend the time. Um, you don't have to do it all in five minutes. And when you add your own judgments to every little thing that's happening. You're creating enormous chaos. Hand to gland. Hand to gland is very vigorous masturbation where a guy is wrestling with his cock. Hmm. So I was so right. It's like almost fighting with we himself. Were right? oh, we were I right. Said yeah. 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 You said masturbation. No, you were you you were so <laughs> far off base with Charlie, prostate. You said a prostate massage. <laughs> I, 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 no, but uh, but I said <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Now he's like totally Listen. the student. No, but I, I meant it. I, I started off with masturbation and then went to prostate, as most of us, if some of us have to do from time to time. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's really hard to create your own prostate massage, but it's, it's no, doable. It's, it's doable. Of course, it's doable. Yeah, from the front. No, from the side is much really? easier yes but the gland is not in the side of the balls from the side is much okay. easier no but how do you have a prostate no but i want to learn right so <laughs> i might get one <laughs> not in no, this lifetime no but i i have enough you spots to learn <laughs> later there are me. plenty <laughs> ways to massage your own prost- your <laughs> prostitute <laughs> Please don't massage your prostitute. We talked about it. No, you should massage. You should massage your prostitute because she will appreciate it. I I agree in that one. Tuesday night water flow massage, really special. We are going really, really deep. If you would like to come, you are invited. Thank you. Um, That's really cool. On Tuesday night, the information is on www.eroslife.co.za. As are some wonderful articles and all sorts of really cool things. And every week, there's new YouTube. Stuff on our YouTube channel. What are you so obsessed with out the window there? I'm just, I, it's just well, the colors I, no, and the I, glitter. I, I'm wondering how these guys that are dancing outside the window now are going to come across on radio. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah, up, no, to, they do that's up to Casper to work yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. See, he heard his name and his head went, and now he's waving. <laughs> where, where are yeah, he has all the, he uses a lot of media. There yeah. are Casper. So we have Elephants. no. They are going to be on video. See, radio is not limited to. Sound. Yeah. This has been really interesting. Thank you all very much for being here. This has actually been a fascinating discussion full of real wonderful insights. And it's an interesting topic to come back to again. Thanks for the invitation. And I look forward to sharing that with you very, very much. Um, what do we say? What a massage on Tuesday. Information's on eroslife.co.za with all sorts of other really cool things. And I have to tell you, I wrote an article yesterday that's going to come out on Monday. It's about the holidays. And essentially it is saying that your sexual problems and your relationship issues do not go away in the holidays. In fact, they become magnified because you are spending more time with your partner. 
you are spending more time alone. You have greater possibility of hookups, of hookups, of experimenting, of playing, of all sorts of things. And your issues and problems are not going away. In fact, they become worse. So this is an absolutely fantastic time to do some healing, some learning, and some growing. Whether you're staying, whether you're going away somewhere, it's the most amazing time to learn and explore and grow and heal. So please contact us because we would love to help you with that. And I wish you all so much pleasure. Cliffcentral.com